Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by the inevitable, oh. the insufferable, oh. no, the invincible, oh. the immortal, oh. Matty D. Too kind, sir. And his father was a dentist. If you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Darth Dentist the Wise. Mm-hmm. But yes... Because what we're here to do this week, we've seen all the trailers and we've looked at all the promotional material for the upcoming Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory uh, prequel, Wonka. And we're here to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But before we get into that, if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can because in cinemas right now is The Marvels. You excited for that one, Manny? Very Dude? excited. You excited to see what Ms. Marvel's up to? Mm-hmm. I think we called her Miss Marvel through that whole thing, sort of insinuating like she's- well, she's uh, not married. That's true. Is she Miss Marvel or is she Ms. Marvel? I think she's Miss Marvel. I think I think it might be Ms. No, it's MS. You're right. It's yeah, Ms. Ms. So, yeah, we, we've called her Miss Marvel <laughs> like she's a child. She technically is, so she I guess is. it still counts. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the Marvels this week. Not this week. Anyway, we're instead here to talk about Wonka and the world that surrounds him. So, of course, Wonka, the character of Willy Wonka himself, was first featured in the novel Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was, of course, written by Roald Dahl in 1964. It was followed up by the sequel, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Which they've not done a film adaptation No, of that. because that book is terrible. Doesn't he fight aliens? Yes, he does. <laughs> so, Charlie, Willy Wonka and Grandpa Joe go into space with the Great Glass Elevator and fight aliens. <laughs> and why? That, that makes the movie... The movie's made. Yeah, well, it sounds like it'd be great on paper, but when you read the book... Ugh. So, of course, we've had two film adaptations of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory before this one. Of course, we had the legendary, the classic Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in 1971. And of course, the less than classic Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, directed by Tim Burton, of course, in 2005. Matty D, I'd love to know, what is your history with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka himself? Mm, yes, well, I saw this movie. I can't even remember when I saw the original Gene Wilder movie. I just remember seeing it as a kid. I remember my parents telling me, or adults in my life telling me, it was a terrifyingly scary movie that traumatised them. And sitting there and thinking, huh. I think it's okay. Matty D, of all people, was not traumatized <laughs> no, by the movie. No, I, but the copy I watched had a certain scene edited out of it. Okay. <laughs> all which right. some copies do. Like, it, that boat scene is shortened. The infamous so boat scene. So, I didn't see the proper boat scene until much, much later. But I enjoyed it. It was a fun ride. I enjoyed the Willy Wonka movie. Uh, I went and saw... I, I remember our theatre that we were a part of when we were very young did a play of Willy Wonka. That's right. I can't remember if you were in it or not. I was not in it. I was sitting in the audience alongside you watching yes. the, the play. So, I remember watching it as a theatre performance. And, and it was great. And they did a really good job. Yeah, that's the right. They For an, for an amateur or semi-professional theatre company... <laughs> They they did a really good job with like the chocolate rivers and stuff, and I was yeah. I was in love with it from that point of view. I was like, oh wow, this I really enjoyed that show as a child, and you know didn't really think much of it later in life. The Tim Burton movie came out. I wasn't too yeah. thrilled about that. Did you see it in cinemas? I did see it in cinemas, and you weren't too thrilled. Why was uh, no. Willy Wonka Michael Jackson in no. that movie? Uh, yeah, he was very much Michael Jackson. It was just a very uncomfortable movie and it was and it was during yeah. the the time Burton's shine was starting to dull a little bit if you know what I mean it didn't come out in the 90s <laughs> I still thought he had stuff in him uh, up until that point but I'll tell you what I did like about that second movie I liked what they did with the Oompa Loompas? The, yeah, no, that was really well No, done. I didn't like that. The <laughs> Chewing Gum Girl. I liked how they made her like ultra Ah, oh, Veruca Salt. I thought that was a no. nice little tw- twist. Violet Beauregard. Yes, Violet. 
She was that- played by Anna Sophia Robb yeah. from uh, Bridge to Terabithia. Yeah, because I never understood why like chewing gum was such a terrible thing for people to do. But so I, I like that change there. But other than that, that movie can die in a hole, and that is my history. Wow. Okay. No history with the books whatsoever. No, I never read the books. Never, I don't think Manny's ever read a book. No, no. <laughs> he's it's never got even seen words one. in it, man. He's trying to fit like a, a book into his DVD <laughs> player. That's assuming I own a DVD player. Oh, true. Here. He doesn't I'm, even have one of those. I'm in the new millennium here. He's trying to like he's holding up a book next to his modem, saying, "How do mm-hmm. I stream this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can there I Netflix this book?" So I uh, read both the you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. In fact, I have a copy in the other room. And, uh, of course, like anybody else, I saw the 1971 version with Gene Wilder. I thought that was a fantastic movie. And still to this day, I think it's pretty good. It is. I've seen it in the last you know, handful of years, and I think it still holds up. It's one of those movies that's burnt into your memory. Yeah, that's right. Like, you don't you really remember, need to see it again. You remember every single every line single ver- verbatim. Yep. There's no certain way of knowing how much marijuana I'm growing. <laughs> or smoking. And, of course, I did see the 2005 Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in cinemas, and I hated every second of that movie. It was just too dark and uncomfortable. I think everybody went in comparing it to, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. I think it's impossible to to make a movie. So, Tim Burton tried really hard to separate what he was doing from... That 1971 movie. Yeah. and Nothing in it was similar at all. And he had the go-ahead from uh, Ronald Dahl's wife, right? Roald like, Dahl. Roald Dahl's wife, yeah. who was like- Not Ronald a, McDonald. A, he wasn't involved. A, uh, like, she was very much- So, the Dahl estate. Yeah. They were very much involved with that movie. Yeah. So, they got a big okay in every single decision Tim Burton made. Wow, they okayed the Oompa Loompa. So, let's not forget that Deep Roy played every single one of the uh, Oompa Loompas in a very sort yes. of questionable uh, CGI choice. Wow. It could be well, worse, actually, Jared. Actually, could we'll, be worse. We'll get into that because now we're going to start talking about the movie we're here to actually predict today, Wonka. So this movie is clearly intended to be a prequel to the 1971 movie. I don't know if you're seeing that. Although in the marking, they've only said that it's a prequel to quote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, and one of the characters the race swapped, so I don't understand that. Yeah, Slugworth is a, it's a completely different race, though we don't know. We don't know from that original 71 movie that the guy who approaches Charlie True. is Slugworth yeah. or just a guy working for him. Because when I was a kid, I never presumed he was Slugworth. I did. I just presumed he was someone working for Slugworth because why would Slugworth go be going out doing all his own dirty work around the globe? He's really dedicated to stealing Wonka's ideas. <laughs> he just goes out and does all his own dirty work. So I just presumed he was like an agent for Slugworth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it still might work into the, to the timeline. I mean, where's Noodle? <laughs> Whatever happened to Noodle? Mm. I guess we can presume in our plots what happened to her. She becomes a worker. Well, I, I don't want to speak to you Well, soon. we know that only Oompa Loompas work in the uh, <laughs> chocolate factory, but, you know, maybe she dons a green wig, paints her face. Uh, what what, what colour are their faces? Orange. Orange, that's right. How can I forget? Because one of the controversies already surrounding this movie is the casting of Hugh Grant as the, as far as we know, the only Oompa Loompa in this movie. Yeah. Of course, upsetting every uh, small person actor out there and uh, causing a great uproar. Mm. So, we live in a world of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. Which, by the way, has been delayed. I don't know what they're doing with that movie. Just been that movie right now. So, Disney's doing a live action, quote, live action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. We've talked about it before on this show. We originally thought that what they were going to do was, like, not actually cast dwarves. Like, maybe have one dwarf. Well, that's dwarf. what they said. That's yeah. what they, that, the plan was to do that. But then they changed it. So, now they're, they're all CGI dwarves. Yeah, they Sonic the Hedgehog it. Which is, a like, bad way. is a much worse decision, if you ask me. Taking, like, regular act... Okay, well, that sounds really offensive. Taking... Not height-challenged actors, let's say that. 
and then casting them as dwarves is it, well they're doing it in this movie as well they're doing it in Wonka as well is very questionable when you've got plenty of little person uh, actors out there yeah this is a problematic sort of field I don't really think we should speak about it too much because no. technically speaking we're not dwarves ourselves technically speaking people. in the books Oompa Loompas are described as like dolls pygmies pygmies they're, yeah well, so they actually changed it so I think it was in the 90s they changed them from uh, having dark skin to white skin because uh-huh. they thought it was a bit racist. So they're originally pygmies from Africa that uh, Wonka basically got into indentured slavery. Mm. But it's only the- And then they changed their, the description of them having uh, white skin in, a, in more recent edits. Okay. Yeah, but it's only the, the original movie- where they sort of cast little people, which is what we well, they also associated. did in the two thousand and five movie. Well, they did as Deep well. Deep Roy's yes. a little person. Yes, 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 yes. But so it's like a, it's like a weird ground here. It's like should they be casting little people, or are they okay not to? Like, I think it's I think it's a little different. So from the the altered version of the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory novel. Yes. They're described as being much smaller than, like, your average little person. Yeah, so they're, they're, like, they're, doll size. They're, they're, yeah, they're toys. Very, oh, okay. I thought you were saying their description. They look like No, no. Dolls. They're, 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 they're doll size. Dolls. Yeah, yeah, they're tiny. So, that's what they're going for in this movie as well. I've noticed that the CGI Hugh Grant- Which is what I've noticed, yeah. Is, uh, is a lot smaller than, like, a, a little person would be. Mm. As hard as that is to believe. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is a much- He's very tiny. Yeah. Not like, you know, microscope. He's not Thumbelina. He's somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. So Thumbelina like, and a little person. Think of think of the size of a, a Pokemon, I guess. It's, yeah, I guess sort so. Of how he, We've how talked he... Pokemon on this show before. He's about the size of Psyduck. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Now I everyone, mean, I mean, everyone it... is looking at the, you know, the, the, the scale of things. They're like, Thumbelina, Psyduck, little person. Okay, I've got it. Look, it'd be, it'd be good if those actors did get roles, and I think they're really yes. needing those roles. So, of course, on this show, we'll defend that point of view but so on this show we always defend voice actors roles for voice actors mm. and roles for little people roles for anybody who deserves it really but like yeah yeah so it's it's disappointing for that fact because a lot of people have lost jobs where they could have had jobs but i guess that's the decision that this movie's made yeah it's an odd decision if you ask me of all the actors you could cast maybe peter dinklage was busy <laughs> maybe they were too scared to ask him yeah because isn't he like the go-to well, little person he, these days he was against the snow white movie casting that's right little people so he was the big, big voice about that. Little voice. But yeah, um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Matty T gave wow. me such a face then. Wow, man. <laughs> so what do we know about this movie so far? All right. So this movie, there's two trailers out right now. And it's sort of t- telling the story of a young Willy Wonka and him becoming the chocolatier that we all know and love. Um, wow. That's essentially it. Both trailers show that, show his sort of early exploits, him fighting a group called the Chocolate Cartel, which has a stronghold nice, yeah. on 1920s London. Um, I thought it was the 30s. It might be the 30s. But yeah, that's- Can't wait to hear your plot. That's pretty much what we know about this movie going in. So, would you like to hear the synopsis for this movie? Yep. And would you like to hear how terrible it is? Yes. It spends more time talking about itself than actually describing the plot of the movie. So, this is from the official website. So, I found this on the official Wonka website. Be careful of the spelling on that, by the way. So, based on the extraordinary <laughs> character at the center of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Roald Dahl's most iconic children's book and one of the best-selling children's books of all time- Wonka tells the wondrous story of how the world's greatest inventor, magician, and chocolate maker became the beloved Willy Wonka we know today. Yeah, he's a magician in this one. Yeah, I don't remember him being a magician before. I guess in the books he was kind of a magician, but yeah, in the movies he's never really painted as a magician. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's I guess it's character accurate, who knows, but it's a different, you know, he's pulling teapots out of hats. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, it's whimsical. Yes, it certainly is. And I'm seeing a lot of whimsy mm. in this trailer. 
suppose we can talk about in, in, in these two trailers. Have we got two trailers for this movie? Yeah, we got two. Or was it three? There's a teaser out there. Yeah. But, Didn't watch that, though. But mainly two trailers. I skipped the teaser because I'm like, they never give any information. <laughs> I'm still sore from Godzilla minus one. <laughs> there's, there was no info. Well, there's information galore about this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're spoiled for They're choice. They're posters out with characters... That we can sort of see yeah. who's in the movie. It's been it's been really good. But I knew the actors anyway, so I didn't really need to work out who was who. Yeah. Again, wasn't Godzilla minus one? I was just like, who is that? Is that this person? Is that that person? I'm like, well, no. That's clearly Matt Lucas. That's clearly Rowan Atkinson. You know, it's a lot easier when we're in a Western movie with actors we recognise. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about those actors right now. So, playing the title character of Willy Wonka himself is an actor we've talked about tons of times on mm. this show. But we've never actually covered a movie with him in it until right now. Of course, it's Timothy. Timothy. His name is spelt T-I-M-O-T-H-E, like cafe. Yeah. And then another E after it. Yeah. Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. There we go. I think we've said uh, his surname so wrong on so many episodes. It's kind of become a meme in the sort of culture right now to say his name wrong. And that's, that's what's <laughs> oh, kind of Is that of how you justify yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, it's Chalamet. Chalamet. Perfect. So- He's probably best known for being in Interstellar. I believe he was uh, a child in Interstellar. Oh, he was too. As well as Dune, Matty D's favourite movie. He was in Dune as well. He's coming up in Dune Part 2, coming next year at some point. Now, next up playing the Chief of Police is Keegan-Michael Key, who, of course, we've talked about before in our Toy Story 4 episode, in our Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers episode, as well as Super Mario Brothers episode. He always pops up <laughs> from year to year. Don't He's forget, doing he, a lot. He was Toad in he Super was? Mario yeah. Brothers. That cheese grater on the ears character. And he's going to bring that same energy to this role. I'm seeing a lot of him in the trailers. Yes. So I'm guessing he's sort of going to be like somewhat of a major antagonist. He's got a lot of slapstick, it seems. Yeah. Uh, So next up playing the character of Willy Wonka's mother. No, she doesn't have a name. Is Sally Hawkins, who, of course, we've talked about before. She was in Godzilla, King of the Monsters. She gets stepped on unceremoniously by Godzilla at the start of the movie (laughs) and doesn't appear again. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, I'm just going to speed through the rest sure. of the cast. There's a, there's a big cast for this one. Because there's just way too many actors in this. I didn't even list half of them. So, next up playing the character of Father Julius is Rowan Atkinson. How cool is it to see him in a movie? Yeah. It's been it's so been, long. It's been ages. We've never even talked about Rowan Atkinson. I think, I think the, the last movie he did was Mr. That, Bean himself. Was that movie with the bee. Oh, that's right. I think, I think that was it, the last thing he I did. I think it was just called The Bee. Yeah. Where he's like house sitting and then like a bee, a bee gets in the house out. and he's chasing it around and he, like he hits himself on the knee but with yeah. a hammer. Blackadder, Johnny English. Yeah. UK national treasure Rowan Atkinson is in this movie. Yes, he is. Uh, he was in Never Say Never Again, the unofficial James Bond movie. And I, I loved that movie when I was a kid because Mr. Bean was in it. He basically plays Mr. Bean in that movie. It's ridiculous. Oh, Mr. Bond. <laughs> anyway. So next up playing the character of, quote, an Oompa Loompa. Is Hugh Grant, yes. who we've already discussed, of course, probably best known for his standout role in Lair of the White Worm, the of Ken course. Russell movie, uh, but we have covered a movie with him in it. Of course, he played Daniel Craig's husband in uh, Glass Onion. Yes, he did. And he's on a bit of a roll. Like, he's got a career renaissance going on where he's oh, yeah, delivering these really good performances. Yeah, people have found out that he's actually versatile. Yes. He's not just the handsome male lead. He's, he's no longer bumbling British guy. I guess they Love went interest. back. I guess they went back and saw Lair of the White Worm, the, the early 80s Ken Russell movie, and they're like, hold on, this guy can actually act. Yeah. We could have stopped casting him in things like Notting Hill. He can be like a tough guy or a gangster or like, you know, an Oompa Loompa either. <laughs> Who would have thought it? All right, I'm just going to speed through the rest of the yep, cast. Let's speed so through it. Playing the character of Noodle is uh, Calla Lane. No, I don't think it's the character from The Gorillas. I thought and- it was Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. That's Noodles, by the way. Mm. 
playing the character of Arthur Slugworth is Patterson Joseph. Playing the character of Prodnose is Matt Lucas, the only gay in the village. And <laughs> playing the character of Fickle Gruber is Matthew Bainton. Playing the character of Abacus Crunch is Jim Carter. <laughs> Jim Carter, I just realised. <laughs> like the movie Jim Carter. <laughs> uh, he was the butler from uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, playing the character of Bleacher is Tom Davis, who I didn't work into my plot at all. Playing the character of Mrs. Scrubbit is Olivia Coleman, of course, famous for Secret Invasion, the Marvel TV show. <laughs> anyway, let's get into our plots. Let's, because we got long ones, right? Yeah, I believe we both sat down intending to write short plots and ended up writing a small novel. Mm. What was your writing process like, Matty D? So I watched the trailers. Yep. And I sat down and I was like, okay, well, I've got a rough idea of what the structure might be. I'm just going to start typing and see where we go. And then it just took off and it kind of seemed to write itself. And I yeah. kind of was, as I was going through it, I was thinking, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, Kieran. Yeah. But I was thinking, man, I think this pretty much is obvious. I, I feel very, I feel kind of confident with this one. Well, i got to say I approached it in a very similar way. Except I don't have. You the didn't same. watch the trailers very much. So did I you? don't have the same confidence that Matty D seems to have because, uh, well, we know where Matty D and confidence usually leads mm. to success. So I did not have time to work on this one. Really, oh, I had a no. very, I had a very narrow window to write this down. So I said I'm going to watch the trailers one time each, and then you know any little details that I miss in that, that's on me. But you know if I can get the bare bones of the plot onto the page, that'll be great. So there's literally a point in my plot where I'm like, I don't have time to do this. Just make it up. Just make it. Just do whatever. <laughs> I think we know enough about Willy Wonka. We know about the structure of these kind of movies. We know enough about like looking at the characters, how the characters look. Yeah. We can extrapolate. We that. know enough about Wonka's background to sort yes. of work shit out, unless yes. they t- go totally against, which I don't think they are. Well, who knows? But they could. Who knows? It's not like that hasn't been done in the past before, going against like the grain. But yeah. Anyway, uh, the thing about these trailers, though. Gave me very strong Doolittle vibes. It's yes. even got like similar title, just the character's surname and that's it. And that's not a good thing. What do you mean? Matty D. Doolittle was great. We enjoy Doolittle. You enjoyed Doolittle. I enjoyed Doolittle. I thought Doolittle was one of the worst movies that I've ever seen. Mm. And it's also giving me Cruella vibes. Now, mind you, we both like Cruella. Yeah. But it seems to be following the Cruella formula. Well, yeah, the whole how Wonka became Wonka is like how Cruella became Cruella. Yes. So I'm seeing the and also the setting as well. The problem is the uh, the Doolittle vibes. That's what's putting me off. Mm. Like I'm seeing a lot of bad CGI. I'm seeing yep. a lot of whimsy and uh, the main character being quote annoying. Yeah. So <laughs> annoying. The thing is, if the movie's kind of like Cruella, then we then there's every chance we might like it. If it's like Doolittle, then there's every chance that we might not. You can really see the influences with this movie because the same same people who did Paddington. I was going to say people who same did director, Fantastic Beasts as well. Oh, same same producer. producer. That doesn't mean anything to the movie. But and I mean, a- this the main Wonka in this movie reminds me a lot of um, what's his face in Fantastic Beasts. What was his name? Uh, Something dumb. Newt. <laughs> Newt Scamander. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So. Apparently, Paddington, Paddington 2, from what I hear, is supposed to be a masterpiece. So It's good, man. We, at least we've got a tried and true uh, director behind it. I haven't seen any of the Paddington movies because I'm not a child or Nicolas Cage. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, I watched it on Nicolas Cage's recommendation. Oh, really? Yeah. After we after we covered- um, Were you as stoned as Nicolas Cage was <laughs> when you watched it? No. Well, I'm glad you liked it. But yeah, lots of people say it's good. I think my family watched it on a cruise once and they, oh, yeah? were, and they were raving over dinner how good it was. I think you'd like it. I think you'd be surprised. I'm not going to watch it. I'm done watching children's movies, Matty D. We discussed no, this on not. the show. Oh, wait. Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Matty D is going first. Yes. Okay. Well, let me go straight into it. So, I think this movie is going to start with narration. A whimsical old man's voice will whimsical. tell the story. The word whimsical will appear a lot okay. in my plot. Uh, Let's make a drinking game out of it. <laughs> so, this voice will tell the tale of Willy Wonka. This movie will be set mostly in the wintry 19- Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. The amazing chocolate. Dear. Huh? <laughs> Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Everybody's down and cheer. Don't you remember the theme song course, from the yeah. 2005 movie? Yes, yes, yes. The Oompas did. So we get that, that music, of course. Of course, of course. No, we're not going to get that music. No. Um, this movie is mostly going to take place in the. It's going to be a lot of wintry sort of Ooh. weather, I guess, Winter. and it's going to be in like 1920s England. So 20s, okay. Although most of the movie is going to take place in the industrial city of London. So okay. So what year is the main plot? So when Timothy Chalamet is say 20 years old, what year is that? Uh, I didn't have a specific year. I, I was just going to say well, sometime. This is all sometime, part of your prediction. Sometime in the late twenties. Late twenties. Okay. Yep. So let's, for just safety's sake, say nineteen twenty-nine. In nineteen seventy-one, how old would that make him? Huh? In nineteen seventy-one, how old would Willy Wonka be? Uh, if he was in the twenties. If he was twenty in nineteen twenty, in nineteen seventy-one, how old is he? So we got twenty. 20, 20, 20 he's, got, he's taking 20. his shoes off to count his toes. Yeah. So so he'd be in his seventies. And was Gene Wilder seventy? Yeah, he could movie? be. Could oh yeah oh, yeah he totally looks seventy in that movie. So Manny D has the year wrong is what we've established. So let's go. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say it's in the twenties, Kieran. Anyway, uh, so although this movie is going to mostly take place in the industrial city of London, Willy Wonka and his family will grow up in the countryside. Okay. All right. We're going to see Willy Wonka as a baby, then a toddler, then at school age. Then so he comes in on a bike and goes, "Where to begin?" What? <laughs> like Enola Holmes. Oh, I, I guess so. I guess this, we see Enola Holmes as a baby. I guess it uh, sort of follows a similar similar beat. It's got lots of whimsy. Got lots of whimsy. So the narrator will tell us, the narrator will tell us that this uh, small boy will be different to all the other children, and always okay. felt like he was destined for great things. And we'll see example of this, e.g., him inventing something simple but crazy, him getting in trouble from his uptight schoolmaster, and him make or for making like an elaborate drawing. Let's say he's like drawing something. Yeah, and he slaps soup on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. boarding school. Yeah, and the uh, and the and the schoolmaster's like, hey, you. He draws a rude caricature. Stand. St- you can't eat your pudding if you don't have any meat. <laughs> You know, that sort of that sort of stuff. So that's you, kind of, you behind the green shed. That's stand kind of, still, laddie. That's kind of what we're seeing here. Now, Wonka yep. will be played as an eccentric dreamer throughout the entire run of this movie. The movie will portray the main goal of his life is to become successful and famous, but the movie will say his goal is to make people happy. So there's going to be a confusing message here because he seems to just want sort of fame and adulation, but the movie's going to try to present that as he just wants to make people smile. Yeah. Wonka's mother will have a very humble What's her life. Name? Um, doesn't matter, Mrs. Wonka. <laughs> they, I mean, they don't care in the plot. Yeah, they're she's, in the cast list. She's not going to appear very for very much longer. Yeah, so she's going to be Wonka's mother. I know Gertrude can be her name. Great. Uh, but she fills her son with support and love. And chocolate. And No, not yet. Okay. Uh, she'll say something really supportive to him at one point in this sort of big sequence. And she'll give him a really important life lesson. Example, follow your dreams. Example, with great power comes great responsibility, etc. So he becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. They couldn't get Tom Holland for this role. So that just set it with Timothy Chalamet. Yes. She'll also, That's the truth, by the way. She'll, yeah. He was wanting to, like, they wanted to cast him at one stage. I mean, What's funny is the director, and we were talking about this off air, the director did did actually say, oh, Timothy Chalamet was our first choice. But he then at the same that. time, they also said, oh, we wanted Tom Holland and Ryan Gosling and Ezra and, Miller. Uh, Ezra Miller. Mm. 
Yeah, Ryan Gosling is a weird one too. Yeah, he comes in with his Ken like <laughs> do, like his hair and just muscles. Like, I think I think it was just like any leading man that yes. I can throw the name of on a poster and people will buy. Yeah. Which this kid is, so good for them. They got him. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted your plot. No, there. no, no, it's all good. So, yeah, so she'll also give him an item which will be kind of like a totem that'll be used in the later end of the movie to sort of pull at the heartstrings. If I was to guess, I would say that this could be like something he puts on his cane. Um, sort of like sort of a, a sort of jewel or something like that. Something very okay. simple. Now, now that he's grown up into the young. Now it's nineteen twenty nine. Timothy. Yep. <laughs> Timothy. Well, then I'll I'll move it forward. I'll make it sometime in the thirties. No, no, no. We're still we're still at young boy now. Um, okay. So he will see him. He's packed his suitcase. So he's uh he's Timothy Chalamet at this point. Yep. Um, he's packed his suitcase and he's announcing to his mother that he's going to leave for the big city. All right, mum, I'm fucking off. Yep. She's sad, but he know she knows that he needs to follow his destiny. We're gonna. I'm being really quick because I got like so much to get through. We're gonna have uh, Wonka arrive in the big city and is overwhelmed with the fast-paced hustle and bustle of the vibrant London streets. He wants and to get this- a job as a fashion designer. <laughs> yes, and this is a good opportunity to have a musical number because this movie is because partially a musical, from what right. I read. So we're gonna have a musical number here about like, oh, London, London. Ah, da, 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 da. We'll see Wonka living in a shabby small apartment. He writes to his mother telling her about how things are going, living in the big city, and the narrator will take over and describe Wonka trying to find his calling in life. We'll see Wonka inventing the Willy Wonka washing maker. <laughs> as That's well as, not what it was called. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. It's called something like that. We saw it in the trailer. It was like yeah. this elaborate big thing that washes stuff. Uh, we also see him being a magician. I think it was called the Willy Washer. Is it the Willy Washer yeah. was what he invented? Yeah, that's what it was called. Well, there's a need for that. There's a market. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a, And he has like a bunch of other failing careers and they'll all result in disaster, in mess or people being mad, you know. Okay, yeah. Pie in face mad, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Wonka appears to be down in his luck. He's sitting down in the snowy streets depressed. A mother and her child walk past and the mother mistakes him for a beggar. Which I guess he's not far off at this stage, and we'll tell he's the. He's got a cup of coffee that he's sipping into. He throws <laughs> coins into it. Yeah, yeah. And the small. Oh, I thought you were needy. Yes, and uh, the mother will tell the small child that they need to quickly move on because people like that, all they want is money. And the small child will pull away and give Wonka a little bit of chocolate, like it's think of like the lint sort of truffles. Do you know what I mean? Uh, when I say that, like a little uh, drop chocolate. Okay, drop yeah. Kind of okay, thing. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a US version I think a Hershey Kiss yeah. Hershey Kiss is a great example <laughs> okay. it's like a Hershey's Kiss um, a Hershey's Kissy <laughs> the child is ushered away by her mother she and smacks him on the ass it's just like how dare you Wonka what looks- did you do that for <laughs> Wonka- he's only going to want more next time <laughs> yes it's like a seagull <laughs> like a seagull yes <laughs> and Wonka looks at the chocolate in wonder the iconic Wonka music swells up and he eats it and okay. finds his purpose in life. And we know this sort of iconic eating. music. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Eating is his purpose in life. He Pure becomes, imagination. becomes a professional saying. eater. Now He becomes a competition eater and he makes YouTube videos where he eats like <laughs> really huge amounts of food in a short period Art of time. Art imitates life, Kieran. Now, so pure imagination is the music that yes, you are referencing there. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Now, uh, this is how I believe this scene will play out. I, to- I toyed with the idea of having Wonka at this point in the movie standing outside a shop, seeing a chocolate maker whose business is booming with many happy children outside, or even be so desperate as he takes a job with a chocolate maker as an assistant, and the chocolate maker could look a little bit like Wonka. He could have like a hat, and we could have oh, that yeah. whole 
that whole play, like, you know how... That whole stupid prequel thing that they always do. Like, like the Indiana uh, Jones thing, where, you know, yes. you meet the guy and he kind of looks like the biggest influence. So somehow, like, you meet all your biggest influences <laughs> within a really small window in your life. Yes, yes, yes. And that completely changes how your adulthood would be. Yes, but I, I decided to go in this direction with the child giving the chocolate. I don't know if I'm going to be totally accurate with how it plays out, but I'm 100% confident with that something like this and something like this tone will happen at this point in the movie. Now, with a new lease on life, the narrator will will explain that Wonka spends the next seven years traveling around the world where he hones his craft and become the best chocolate maker in the world. So That's how his old goal. is he at this point? Uh, so, he's... We'll say that he entered uh, London when he was about like 18, so seven years from there, he's hitting his late 20s at this stage. Okay. Um, so, we're supposed to believe that Timothy Chalamet is like 28? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it could be like 25, 26, but I think about like 27, sure. 28 is, is, a, is a good enough good enough time frame there. Um, and I'll and s- now it's... So, we went from 1929 right to like late 30s. Yes. So, now it's like uh, 36. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least that makes more sense timeline-wise. Yeah. I'm going to get so many bonus points for helping you in the future. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I'm accurate. That's right. Well... We're only assuming... I know they're saying it's a prequel to the original movie, but... The 71 movie. I, I don't... It quite clearly is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because the Oompa Loompa design is identical. I guess so. The music is identical. Yeah. The design of Wonka's outfits is identical. I, yeah. I guess, I guess we'll see when the movie comes out. But anyway, back yeah. to my plot. So, he's got a new lease on life. He says he's going to spend the next seven years traveling around the world to hone his craft. So, we get to see that. We get to see our arrive colorful locations. They're all CGI locations, yeah. by the way. So, we're going to see him in the in the Arctic, him in a desert, until Willy Wonka arrives on a jungle island. Mm. Wonka is dressed in his safari suit, and he cuts yep. through the jungle with a machete. Comes until- across a dragon. Bagpipes yep. stuck up its ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It does remind us a lot of a lot of movies we covered here. Yeah, uh, we finally, or oh, he finally finds a large tree with a big uh, cocoa bean, and he sort of plucks it from the tree. Yeah, the beans are inside the fruit, I believe. Hmm? Oh well, he plucks the the fruit. The then. fruit, yeah, yeah. That uh, that like, I'll only need one of these. We see it in the trailer. We see him pluck it from from the tree. Wonka is overwhelmed. With happiness on his find wow. until he clumsily, because he's a he's an eccentric Kieran, he clumsily stumbles and falls, dropping his dropping face, the fruit in the process. His face lands in elephant poo. <laughs> I wish. I wish. And then everyone throws their head back and laughs. Well, you know, when they release this movie for 3D, they need to have something there. So the poo splattering could, yeah. be, could be an element And then there. Pinocchio runs over and sniffs it. <laughs> what? In the uh, live action quote live action Pinocchio one of the first things that Pinocchio does when he walks out as a, as a real boy well not as a real boy when he walks out to go to school is he sees a big pile of shit on the ground covered with flies and he goes there and sniffs it well that's that's quite symbolic really Robert Zemeckis folks <laughs> same director as Who Framed Roger Rabbit brought us that <laughs> alright well that's not gonna happen but what will happen mm, is okay. that when he falls and drops the fruit a little creature will pick up this fruit and <laughs> run off exactly exactly like that exactly and run off into the forest He'll uh, run so after the <laughs> He'll run through the jungle after this creature, demanding it give it back. It's, it's his fruit because it belongs to him. Yep. Um, you know, chasing it through, but eventually he loses track of the creature. Suddenly, he starts hearing singing. He follows the noise and sees what we know as Oompa Loompas. They sing their famous Oompa Loompa song. The lyrics will be slightly changed and it will be geared towards making chocolate. It won't be about the death of a child. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be about, you know, making, making something sweet. 
something nice, something that the Oompa Loompas like. And we'll see. By the way, mm-hmm. you talked about the death of the child. None of those children actually died. No, they didn't. In uh, Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No. In fact, I think this is something they cover in the 2005 movie, but in the book, Charlie and the Chocolate they Factory. They come out. When uh, they're rising up in the glass elevator, Charlie looks down and he sees the other four kids and they're all fine, but they're all been like deformed. Deformed, yeah. Yeah. So Violet Beauregard is she's all like blue. S- blue and been squashed, like she's been uh, like juiced. And uh, Augustus Gloop is tall and skinny because of the pipe that he got sucked up. So Augustus Gloop is like, hell yeah. And uh, yeah, the, I can't quite remember what happened to the other characters. But yeah, they are all deformed, which is, you know, they survive, but they are permanently disfigured. Yeah, yeah. We should bring them back in a movie, like a sequel with them, like the deformed kids. They come back for revenge on, on uh, the Wonka on, factory. Yes, that'd be great. And you can make which, like slap an R on there. Which, of course, uh, Charlie now runs. So, yeah. it's Charlie having to, and the Oompa Loompas having to defend, defend themselves from these deformed kids. <laughs> Better movie than this one. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so we're introduced to the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. They're going to use bamboo-like mechanic, like mechanisms to oh. turn uh, the fruit and the, and the cocoa bean into chocolate. One of the Oompa Loompas will give Wonka a bowl of the chocolate they made. He tastes okay. it and immediately pulls a Chalamet face. Happy face. A Chalamet face. Chalamet face. Yep. A happy face. Mm-hmm. So, he bites his uh, lower lip. And goes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, we jump to the present day that this movie will take place. London is more or less the same. Oh, wow. But a bit more- So, this is 36, right? Yes. A bit more of an established city. Wonk- so, World War Two is currently in, in progress. Mm-hmm. But we'll ignore that. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. We don't want to dampen people's, uh, you know- damp- We don't want to kill the vibe here. This is whimsical here. Yep. Wonka will enter the streets in some eccentric way, and maybe he just rides on some sort of horse or something, and goes to the central <laughs> part of the town and announces who he is. He goes to Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> that he is Willy hey, Wonka. everyone. I'm Wonka. Who are you doing here? What's that That's impression? That's my Timothy Chalamet uh, Wonka voice. What? You go, hey, guys. Hey, flip flipping in reverse. <laughs> what? Is that what he says? I, I, I don't know. I'm does trying he to help say that? the paint an image okay. for your plot. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll direct any like lines. It does sound a little lines. bit like David Lynch. <laughs> he does. Hello, I'm Wonka. <laughs> yeah, Wonka appears, and he says, "Well, I'll actually let you say it as okay. Wonka." He, he's going to say, "I've spent seven years honing my craft to be an I amazing." I spent seven years <laughs> chocolatier traveling the globe, learning all about chocolate. <laughs> yes. I'm going to revolutionize the world of chocolate. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, He provides a special little something and gives it to the people. I got a special little something for you, little boy. I'm going to say it's like a piece of candy. He gives it for Ah, free. Watch out for those razor blades. And And all the kids react with pleasure. Don't take candy from strangers, They've never tasted anything like it before. Also, we don't call it candy here in England. They don't. No, but that's they an American will, thing. They will in this movie. Wow, that's suddenly, a big prediction. Suddenly, an overacting chief of police comes in, ushering everybody away. <laughs> What's all this? Thing? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Telling them that- uh, they I'm getting too into this. <laughs> it's because my plot's so good. Yeah. Um, and they, so, well, he tells them they can't loiter in public. Wonka, with a cheery disposition, will introduce himself as Willy Wonka, chocolatier. And- Goes to shake the police of the chief of police hands hand. He's got a hand buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> the chief warns Wonka. They already have enough Hi. chocolate makers, and they won't take too kindly to competition. Wonka says that that's nonsense, and there's enough room for everybody's business. Okay. So going through this as quickly as possible, Wonka will rent a room with Mrs. Scrub it? Scrub it, yes. Uh, who is what were you going to say? I, I don't know. Schubert? Schubert. Who is a well-meaning lady who takes a liking to Wonka instantly. 
You'll also meet Noodle at this point, who takes a shine to, uh, to Wonka as well and becomes his sidekick so she? through most of the movie. Now, she, uh, she's like an orphan. She doesn't have a family of her own. Okay, yep. So, that's going to be like her dark backstory, but she is kind of like somebody who uh, lives in the apartment as well, but like cleans it. So, she works there. Wow. She cleans the apartment uh, for well, like cleans, a job. Cleans the entire, yeah, the, the entire house or As building. a child. As a child, yeah. Okay. So, child labor laws weren't in effect in uh, 1936. Well, she's got nowhere else to go. So, okay. Mrs. Scrubbit has taken her in. Sure. Okay. So, Mrs. Scrubbit's the landlady of yes. the apartment. Okay. Yes. And uh, Noodle works there. Noodle works there, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And lives there, too. So, she's like the Horace and Jasper for uh, Timothy Chalamet's uh, Cruella. In a way. I mean, it, it comes to that point. I wouldn't say, well, yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. It is. Okay, there you go. It is. It is true. Um, yeah, th- and we'll see that scene in the trailer where Scrubbit is wowed by uh, Wonka's, you know, magic teapotting. Abilities. I don't think she was wowed in the trailer, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Well, that's that was my reading of it. She's like, "What a total Wonka." <laughs> So, uh, Noodle throughout the movie will have a knack for chocolate making as well and matches Wonka and his vision. So, she, wow, she okay. shows that she's very smart as well and gives Wonka ideas. So, he just steals all her ideas. No, no. He kind of bounces ideas off her. I think okay. she's going to be like way more grounded than Wonka is. Wonka's very off with the fairies and has all these grandiose ideas. But then Noodle can also just like add to it and be like, well, what if you did this, this and this? And you'd be like, yes. And then blah, 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 blah. It's yeah, going to be okay. like that kind yeah. of dynamic. So, that night, an Oompa Loompa is sneaking into Wonka's room. He goes for a piece of chocolate. He can't help himself, but gets trapped by an elaborate device. Yep. Wonka reveals that this was all a ruse, that he knew the Oompa Loompa was following him since he left the jungle. You're the funny little man who's been following me. Yeah. So the Oompa Loompa like, boarded Wonka's ship when he left the jungle and has been following okay. him ever since. And Wonka Somehow reveals- got a little suit <laughs> along the way. Wonka reveals that he knew this the entire time. Unless the tribal uh, Oompa Loompas were wearing suits. Uh, I don't think they would. But, you know, he makes his own suit. He's got enough time in the ship. Yeah. <laughs> so, there'll be a gag where the grumpy Oompa Loompa and he will be grumpy. We'll do a song and dance. So, this is why I'm inserting this scene in the trailer where yeah. he explains who he is. He's part of the Oompa Loompas. He's like, you know what the Oompa Loompas like, are. quite well endowed for an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> you met us before. And then he does the dance and we all laugh because... And we don't know why it's funny. Wonka doesn't remember. <laughs> it was so long ago. Mm, mm, mm. Well, he re- he remembers. He's just like questioning why this Oompa Loompa's here, and he's like, "You know who we are. You know what I w- you know what we're about." Well, why is he there? You well, said. yeah, the reason he's there is because he loved the chocolate. He he loved uh, what Wonka in the in his time in, the, in his tribe was able to make out of like the cacao bean. So Wonka the cacao took- bean. Yeah, Wonka took. You mean the cocoa bean? Yeah, Wonka took what uh, the Oompa Loompas did and like perfected it. And this particular Oompa Loompa, this Hugh Grant Oompa Loompa, was just like, this stuff- I put cocaine in all of my chocolate. This is the shit. The stuff we had before was good, but this stuff is the shit. Now I want to have more of this stuff. Okay. This is not something you described earlier when we were in Loompa Land. No, this is what's going to be described, you know, at this point in the movie. That's what, like, okay. that's what the Oompa Loompa will tell Wonka. That's why he came. Wow, like, okay. Why'd you follow me? So because he's an addict. Because of this. Because you've managed to perfect the chocolate in such a way that I'm not going to get some of that chocolate. Can I get, can well, get the Oompa Loompas love chocolate. So only one came. So only one was so impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, just a bit on this character, as in the, the Oompa Loompa that's here. Mm. It'll be hard for this Oompa Loompa to show vulnerability because it'll kind of be like, okay. the character kind of be like a tough guy. It'll right, always okay. be trying to be a tough guy. And that's going to be the gag. But at this point, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll talk about it. He'll be like folding his arms and being like, I really like your chocolate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
So just as Wonka is about to get he rid of He learns how to be vulnerable. Hmm? I said he learns how to be vulnerable throughout the course of the movie. That's yeah. his character arc. I don't think he'll have a particular character arc. He's just going to be comic relief. I like to be Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> he did, yeah. That's why he followed uh, Wonka. It's a safe space. We could talk about our kinks. So just as Wonka is about to get rid of him, Noodle is going to appear here. She's going to say that she heard some noises and what's going on and realizes what's yeah. you know, sees this whole situation playing out. Wonka is about to get rid of the Oompa Loompa, but Noodle suggests... <laughs> She's going to force it down the garbage disposal. <laughs> suggests using him as a worker since... He's been an expert at chocolate making, him and, you know, the Oompa Loompa tribes. And the all three are- and all could th- be your slave. Great idea. No, no, no. <laughs> They're going to be very, very deliberate at not making him a slave. Okay. So, essentially what I'm building here is that these three will start to work together and be the beginning of the Wonka Corporation. Okay. Yeah. We'll see a scene where the chocolate cartel, we're going to be introduced to the chocolate cartel at this point. They're all meeting in a dark boardroom. And it'll be like, if you've seen this movie, Kieran, uh, the farmers of- the Mr. Fox, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Of course, I haven't seen that movie. Okay. Well, it's going to be similar to that. The cartel are made up of Slugworth, uh, Prodnos, and Fickle Gruber. And they'll all have yeah. slightly different personalities, but will largely be over the top, evil, greedy businessmen yeah. who don't really care about making good products or joy or, or the joy of chocolate. Um, they'll just be out it for the dollar. Uh, they will discuss that Wonka is a threat and they'll need to take him out. So this part of the movie will be Wonka's growth and his war against the cartel. He's not like trying to go war, to war. With wow! Him. Yeah, it's going to be like a war. It's uh, like a business war, essentially. He's not going to. Okay. It's not going to be like he's not deliberately doing it, but the cartel are trying to take him out because they're he's a threat. They don't. Yeah. They don't want him on their so block. It's like bombings and uh, less less severe than bombings. Yeah. They're just trying to like by shooting. They're just trying to destroy his business. Yeah, they're just trying to bombings, like drive-by shootings. Yeah, drive-by shootings. Sure, yeah. sure. They're just trying to like. Oh man, if like someone rolled around the corner in a car and just mowed <laughs> down uh, Wonka in the street, I'd be like, fantastic. Yep, just like Doesn't once make upon sense a time as in a America. Prequel, but yeah, yeah. Twist, he's dead, and then like another Wonka takes over, yeah. and it's like it's like a great guy. His brother situation. comes in. Yeah, <laughs> that was Charles Wonka. We were following. Now, this is really Wonka. There'll be a scene where we see an empty store where Wonka stands outside of and a police officer will tell him to stop dreaming. And it'll be established that he wants to own this store. But as time goes by, Wonka will go from working out of his apartment Mm -hmm. to owning that store in the town and working from it. Other than the three cartel members, the chief of police will act as a foil as he's working for the evil cartel. Um, He's sort of like bought out by them, so he's aiding them. A priest named Father Julius will also be manipulated by the cartel and thinking that Wonka is bad for the community. Yep, yep. I think it'll be similar to- Glad you shoehorned him in. Yes. I, I, I think it's going to be similar to Christopher Lee's position in the Burton movie. You know how Christopher Lee was like, chocolate is bad. It's going to be like yeah. similar to that, but replace like a dentist's ideology to like a religious ideology. Yeah, okay. That's that's Makes kind sense. of That's kind of what it's going to be. Uh, and of course, he's the, the reason he thinks that is because he's being influenced and manipulated by the cartel. Yeah, now, and also we only see two shots of him in the entire two trailers, yes. so we have no idea what his character actually is yeah. or how he works into the plot. That's my guess. That's my guess. He's going to be redeemed at the end of the movie, as will the chief of police. But okay, but you know that that'll that'll play out as it plays out. So um, anyway, these three antagonists will try to stop Wonka. They'll find themselves being bested at every turn, and ending up in slapstick scenarios where they're sort of humiliated or have pie on their face. And it'll or be, chocolate on their face. Or chocolate on their face. And it'll all be of their own making. So it won't be Wonka doing these things to people. Yeah. They'll they'll try to do something to Wonka and then slip on a banana peel and yeah. hurt their back, for example. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. As Wonka's empire grows, he begins to hire more people. He will hire uh, Abacus Crunch, 
who becomes Wonka's business accountant. Um, and yeah. He'll kind of be the straight- I like the pun in the name, by the way. I Ab- do too. Abacus Crunch. Uh, I loved it too. Uh, he'll like be- he can only be an accountant. Was this actor from- Downton Ta- Abbey. Taxi? Was that him? Taxi? Do you remember the movie? was in the, the comedy with yes. um, Danny, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. And Christopher Lloyd. Was uh, he in that? I don't think so, given that's an American show and he's a British actor. Mm. Maybe I'm getting and confused He was from Downton Abbey. He was the butler. He was Mr. Carson. Uh, okay, cool. I might be. I think I'm getting confused with somebody else. But anyway, he's going to be like the straight man to Wonka's idealistic dreamer. All right, but that that's going to be him. He's going to be like the guy that sort of ta- is in charge of the business side of things. And he's like, Wonka, we can't do this. We can't do that. And he's like, yes, no, we've got to. Whimsy. Can't have sex in here. Uh, he'll also hire Lottie Bell, who's a perky, perky switchboard operator. Oh, great, great job working her in. Thank you. Who becomes his secretary. Well there done. We go. We've established the start of the Wonka Empire. Although I may not mention him, the Oompa Loompa, played by Hugh Grant and Noodle, will all be a big part of the movie. Uh, throughout these scenes, they'll be sort of helping getting things into I did a very gear. similar thing in my plot. <laughs> Just you wait. Noodle's going to be the audience surrogate, the audience heart, and the child's point of view. Yep. And uh, the Oompa Loompa, as I said before, will be grouchy, sarcastic, difficult, and a source of mainly comic relief. The cartel will also hire Bleacher as their muscle. And Great job yep. working that character in. Yep, 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 yep. And he's going to go in and he's, he's their gonna- bouncer because, you know, all uh, <laughs> diners have bouncers. He's, he's going to be hired to, like, as a thug who's going to try to, like, trash Wonka's shop while he's not there. So he's get, he gets hired oh, okay. to, to break in at night, break everything, and that's going to destroy Wonka's business. Like With he bleach. comes in and throws bleach all over the chocolate. That's why it's called Bleacher. That's why it's called Bleacher. It's like, I only use bleach. That's my calling card. So he's going to be bested by the Oompa Loompa, Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa. Yeah. And I think what's going to happen is the Oompa Loompa is going to shoot some special candy in his mouth that attracts electricity, <laughs> causing him to be struck by lightning <laughs> or pulling this out of nowhere, people. Wow. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to happen to this guy. He said he was confident, folks. Confident-ish. Each cartel member will meet the ends they deserve. They'll uh, die. It's going to be yeah. similar. It's going to be similar to the children of the first movie. So you know how the children. Oh wow! Okay. All, all kind of like you know. Get Violet, deformed. We Violet becomes it. a blueberry. Yeah. 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 Mike TV becomes tiny. Mike Mike TV becomes um becomes Br- tiny. Brooke assault. Who knows what happens to her? Gets uh assaulted by either squirrels or uh what what she falls into like name? an egg sort of like waste disposal room. Yeah. Yeah. So it falls into like a pit of rotten eggs. Presumably. Yeah. That's another thing about that Burton movie. They hired a really good Ver- uh, Veruca Salt. Yeah. Like, she looked, uh, like, identical to the woman and the girl in the first movie. Yeah, that's right. That was, I, was, I was blown away when I saw that. I was like, is that the same person? Like, that's crazy. But, um, yeah, it's going to be similar to that. So, if I was to guess, I would say that Prognose, Prognose would uh, be no, shrunk. Prog- prognose. He's really into prog rock. <laughs> He's going to shrink to be really small, okay. much like Mike TV. Uh, Fickle Gruber will lose all the hair on his body, including his mustache. Oh, that's ironic. He's- Given that Matt Lucas plays uh, Prodnose, he has no hair on his body. Yeah, but that's why I said Frickle Gruber. Yeah, I know. His hair, which, is why, why- which is why I specifically decided it's got to be Frickle Gruber, not Matt Lucas. But with Matt Lucas, it would be really easy to do the <laughs> <Yeah>. effect. <laughs> yes, but very tasteless. Uh, True. Even though he has movie- alopecia, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, even though this movie might be a little tasteless already. Oh, but- <laughs> <laughs> We've got a full-grown man playing a little person, yes. Matty D. It's already tasteless. But we'll say it's Fickle Gruber who that this happens to. So this will all be done every anytime they try to interfere with Wonka's inventions, um, and it'll be again entirely their fault. I also think it's worth putting in here that there will be a scene we see it in the trailer where the cartel initially confront Wonka, 
and they get given these candy that makes them float away. And they're like, oh, no, okay. what are you doing? Just wanted to insert that here. So you get a point in the future. Yes. So I get a point in the future. That'll probably happen a little early on. And the chief of police is left to try to fish them out with, I imagine, like a, a hook on a stick. He's trying to like grab them from the from the sky. Um, anyway, so the climax of this movie will be when Slugworth... And I, and I think... There's going to be a main kind of cartel member that's the main bad guy. I think just because I thought it might be Frickle Groover, but I think because Slugworth was such a big, big presence in the original movie, I'm going to say it's him. So Slugworth steals Wonka's chocolate, something, a new ambitious chocolate that he's created. And he's aiming to take credit for it. Right. I think how this will play out is he's going to kidnap Noodle and force Wonka to trade his new candy bar chocolate for Noodle's return. Okay, wow. And that's what's going to happen. It's quite extreme. It is extreme. It is extreme. And Slugworth is going to make this huge event where he's going to announce this whole new chocolate in front of everybody. We're going to have a lot of the main townspeople here, including uh, Priest Mrs. Scrubbit. Father Julius and the Chief of Police. Oh. It's, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Scrubbit's there. Mrs. Scrubbit can be there, sure. Um, even though she's she works with Wonka more, but I guess she could be here as well. And we'll say that this uh, this new candy could be a, the Gobstopper. I think that could be really everlasting Gobstopper. Yeah. Slide in, but in the movie they announced the Gobstopper was new, so I think it's got to be something different. In the so seventy-one movie, buddies. I'm going to say yes. That's right. I'm going to say that this is a candy that you can eat as much as you like, and you don't gain any. Like it doesn't have any calories. Oh, the chief of police needed that. <laughs> There's a scene where he comes out of a car and he's super fat. He's like, man, I've been eating so much chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to happen when he eats a chocolate that makes him really fat. Okay, it's going to be like his end. Uh, so you mean chocolate? But like instantly. Okay. Fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he'll like uh, Slugworth is going to do this event in front of a member of the royal family. We'll just say like an undis- a queen. Un- She's alive. Yeah. <laughs> no, un- she, it was actually uh, the king at this point. Yeah. We'll say it's a prince of somewhere. It's going to be Prince. Da 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 da. It'll be like okay. Doesn't matter who prince it is. Humperdinck. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. From this, from this era, from this region. So, a member of the royal family, this prince is going to come and he's going to eat this candy. When he comes and sees it, he eats the candy and, and is disgusted. He says, this is dreadful. <laughs> Yuck. And then Wonka will jump up and say, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. This candy is delicious, but you have to water it first. So, he waters the candy. <laughs> okay. The prince eats the candy and goes, this is delicious. This is all- it's fucking sick. This is all guess. Yeah. This is all guessing. So it, oh, that, we know. <laughs> that's that's how it's revealed that Wonka was actually the maker of this candy. So, everyone applauds and goes, oh, my God, you're a genius. Hooray, hooray. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. And this, of course, humiliates Slugworth, who's been exposed yeah. in front of everybody. And his punishment, you know, he eats a ch- he eats a candy bar and gets turned into an old white guy, and that's his punishment. No, I'm just <laughs> he loses his hair. He, loses, yeah. he has to wear glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he got a scar on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's not what's going to happen. I think more likely um, he'll be arrested by the chief of police. That's where the chief of police gets his redemption. He's like, hey. By the way, yes. Just want to point out, there's no way that that man is Slugworth because he's working for Wonka the whole time. Oh, in the original movie, the you're, you're exactly movie. right because it's a setup, right? He's, yeah, that's right. It was, it was a, a test. test. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I forgot about that plot point twist. There, that <laughs> yeah. plot twist. That would have been a good spoiler, actually, in hindsight. But anyway, uh, Father Julius admits to Wonka that he was wrong, and he tells- I was wrong. Yeah, he, he says to Wonka, he's like, look- And he goes, hallelujah. <laughs> he says, my brother has an old factory that he doesn't use anymore, and he would gladly gift it brother to Wonka. Julius. Brother is, Julius. Yeah, brother yeah. Julius. Um, so that it could be used for Wonka's expansion. Great. So that's how he's redeemed at the how end. How does the castle work into the plot, Manny D? The what? In the trailer, Wonka and Noodle go to a castle on the seaside. 
I looked at that and I was just like, don't know, not going to include didn't, it. Didn't see that. Looks in the like trailer. you were exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. So the ending of this movie will be Wonka at the gates of the factory, yep. and and he says, "Sorry, Noodle, I'm going to become a recluse," and he shuts her out. <sighs> And gives her the finger and then runs yeah, inside. Yeah. So he's going to turn this factory in the famous uh, chocolate factory that we all know and love. Uh, you know, there's going to be like a, a bit missing if they want to make another movie, they can. But of course, it's going to take a longer time no. for him to become that recluse. He's going to be like a bustling, you know, still still happy with life and happy with yeah. people, Willy Wonka. So but everyone in the audience is just like, hold on, this doesn't gel with the 71 movie. Why is he going in all happy and smiling? Yeah. He but, should be sad and a recluse. But there's enough time for him to become sad and a recluse. Yeah, I yeah, so. which is what will naturally come. Alcoholism will kick in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's Gene Wilder. Failed marriages. Because um, that, that was the whole point of the original movie, right? Like, he he was like a very, you know, eccentric in public person. And then because everybody's a jerk, essentially, yeah. he like lost his love of humans and then shut himself off from everybody. Yeah, until he was finally ready to retire. But we won't get to this point in this movie. This no, movie will just be the beginning of- That's being explored in a much better movie. <laughs> The 1971 original movie. <laughs> well, this is just getting to him owning the chocolate factory. So, yep. the, the narrator will kick in and whimsically tell us that this was the tale of the man known as Willy Wonka, blah, 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 and he da, 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 blah, 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 and, and, and in the credits, we will see illustrations of Willy Wonka, oh, great. Noodle, <laughs> Standard Manny D practice. It, it, happens in, it happened in Paddington, I'm pretty sure. It's happened. That's uh, uh, the vibe I get. It happened in the Adams family. It did happen in the Adams Didn't family. Didn't predict that, though. Did not know. And the chief of police and other friends setting up the factory. That's what's going to be done. But that is my plot. Oh, the chief of police is involved now, too. Yeah, he's a good guy now. Great. Great. I love the Manny D world where like everyone gets a second chance. No one dies. Bad guys go to jail. Everyone works for the FBI. Well, he was redeemed. He he arrested the right guy in the end. Great. I think I think those sort of characters they're they're likable enough that they want to make them good guys by the end. Okay, fair enough. What do you got? Well, now that we're an hour into the episode, let's get into Shit. my plot. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it was partially my fault. I couldn't stop talking <laughs> through your plot. So. As is standard, I think this movie will start with a childhood flashback. Okay, you cool. said the same thing in your yep. plot. So, Willie lives a simple life as a gypsy living in a caravan with his mother. Cool, like it. And no, his father is not Saruman the dentist. No, no. The white not. teeth of Saruman. So, the father's not in the picture. So, he's not, he's not around at all. We don't know who he is. Yep. It doesn't matter. Same with me. Okay. <laughs> so, Willie's mother makes money by performing magic tricks. She's not turning tricks. She's doing magic tricks and teaches Willie how to be a magician. So, we can tick that off the checklist. <laughs> so, one day while playing, Willie falls over and scrapes his knee and his mother comes rushing over and tells him, as long as there's chocolate in the world, then everything will be all oh right. Oh, my God. What are you doing? So, for his birthday, his mother makes him a chocolate cake made from, quote, the best chocolate in the world. Oh, wow. And this sparks Willie's passion for creating confectionery. Makes sense? So, he's a love from a young age. That's right. So, this is in the... Uh, I'm going to adjust my timeline so it doesn't clash with your timeline. So, I think the movie is going to take place in the 30s, though. Why isn't World War II a factor? World War II can just be ignored, Let's though. say that it happens before World War II... So the no, 20s? I can't say that because I said then World War Two breaks out. So, uh-huh. so this is the thirties, and I'm going to say the main body of the movie takes place in the forties. Okay, still World War Two. So who cares? To the tail end of the war. Yeah, sure. Who I cares? Mean, is, is the war going to play a part? I mean, it, it sounds like it is. World War Two breaks out. Okay, Wonka returns home to find his caravan destroyed and his mother dead. Oh, 
Wonka is sad, of course, but he decides to honor his mother's memory by creating, quote, the best chocolate in the world. So it's his dream to continue her legacy in his mind, obviously, by, you know, celebrating what she did really well, and that was make great confectionery. Makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. So everything is for his mother. So in order to seek out the best ingredients and learn his craft, hone his craft, really, Willie spends seven years sailing the globe. Yes, I did get sick of calling him Willie, and I just referred to him as Wonka for most of the mm-hmm. plot. So to kill time on long voyages, Willie studies engineering and mechanics, and we understand that he is somewhat of an inventor. So we see him like make a little contraption, a doohickey. And how old is he at this stage? So he's a he's aging in this at this point. So right. he started. He left when he was a child. He's probably a teenager at this point and will eventually... Oh, well, here we go right here. So, Willie will become an adult through the power of a montage. Cool. So we'll see him as a child, see him as a teenager, see him as an adult. Timothy Chalamet, who pretty much looks like a teenager anyway. We cast him as a child in all of our special episode plots. But yeah, so I think the adult Wonka will be more into sort of engineering and, and creating inventions more so than the child. But the the interest will start from a child's point of view. Maybe the only book on the boat is an engineer, like a civil engineering book. <laughs> and he's just like, if this is all I got to read, uh, so be it. So Wonka's travels bring him to Lumpaland, which is a fantastical tropical island, a whimsical tropical island, you could even say. So here Wonka finds a rare coca tree and helps himself to some of its fruit. But unbeknownst to him, the tree is being guarded by an Oompa Loompa. But the Oompa Loompa is asleep on the job, so Wonka's actions go unnoticed. For now. Makes sense so far? Yeah. Having mastered his craft, Willie returns to England. Willie soon befriends a fellow orphan called Noodle, who he finds living on the street and stealing to survive. Willie takes her into his home and under his wing and promises that they'll go into business together. He's like, you don't have to be poor anymore. You know, I'll look after you, I'll feed you, I'll uh, cl- clothe you and bathe you. <laughs> okay. You can live in my house, it'll be fine. It was just like in Maddie D's plot, except she was working in like an apartment complex run by Mrs. Scrubbit. Yes. In his plot. Not quite the case in my plot. So, Willie makes some chocolate for Noodle to comfort her, and she's greatly impressed with just how good it is. Willie reveals his dreams of making chocolate, but he currently doesn't have enough money to get started. He's just like, I'd love to go into the chocolate making business, but I don't have any dosher at the moment. So, I've got to do something to get that rolling. So, with Noodle's help, Willie starts inventing crazy gadgets in the hopes of making the next big product that will make them enough cash to open a chocolate shop. But all of Wonka's inventions are either failures or the inventions go unappreciated by potential backers. Yes, just like you said. This in your- is what we see in the trailer with the... the so, it's Wonka just Wonka. like in uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. If you remember uh, Karatika's Pots, he goes to like uh, fairs and whatnots with his inventions and they always go wrong. Yeah. So, it's just like that. So, uh, so I said here as well. By the way, Noodle will be alongside Wonka for most of the movie, but won't contribute to the plot too much, so you'll have to forgive how little I mention her. <laughs> okay. You did the exact same thing in your plot. For example, going back to the invention point, Wonka tries to sell a washing machine slash dog walker combination to an industrial laundry where we meet Abacus Crunch and Mrs. Scrubbit. So, they work in a, an industrial laundry in my plot rather cool. than being whoever they were in your plot. The so. landlady and the accountant. But the demonstration is a disaster and Crunch is not impressed with Willie's machine. The Willie Washer, as I I like to call it. So, Willie admits that he's trying to raise money to start a chocolate business. And Crunch warns him that everyone who's tried to sell chocolate in London has been crushed by the chocolate cartel. And he says, you can't get a shop without selling chocolate and you can't sell chocolate without a shop. Yep, you can't get a job without experience. And you can't get experience without without a job. job. Yeah, exactly like that. So... Later, Willie passes an empty shop in a grand shopping arcade and pitches a fabulous Wonka-branded chocolate shop with an elaborate dance sequence. But this fantasy is interrupted by a policeman who finds him for daydreaming. Oi, no daydreaming. 
But Mr. Crunch's words about not being able to sell chocolate without a shop inspires Wonka, and he decides to peddle chocolate in the shopping arcade as a roving salesman. So he spends the night building a machine that can mass-produce chocolate treats, and in the morning, the following morning, he sells his wares from a cart in the arcade. Although he has a shaky start, Wonka's chocolate proves to be popular, and he makes a tidy sum. So he's, nice. you know, when he first starts off, he's like, oh, chocolates, chocolates, and everyone's just bustling by, and then eventually he gets his confidence up, and he's like, oh no, I'll be whimsical and wacky and really <laughs> annoying. And that's what's going to bring people in. Because that's what people love. Apparently so. But the chocolate cartel, made up of Slugworth, Prodnose, and Fickle Gruber, soon get wind of Wonka's chocolate and plot to stomp him out. So they sick the chief of police on Willy, who tells him that he can't sell chocolate in the arcade without a permit. Which is true, and he can't get a permit because the only people who can get the permit are the police. Cartel. Or the police. Um, so yeah, he's screwed either way. Since I'm not really sure how he fits into the plot, I should really mention Father Julius at this point. <laughs> yeah. So I just said, quite like you, Father Julius will be a corrupt priest who works alongside the chocolate cartel in order to have a monopoly on chocolate in London. Yeah. It was Makes hard sense. fitting him into this plot because I was like, a priest? Yeah. Why? And like, he's in two shots in the trailer. Yes. And in one shot, he's going, run away and running away from a giraffe, which Manny D did not mention in his plot. No. Because <laughs> neither of us knew how he worked into the movie because <laughs> they really are hiding his involvement. So, quite like in Cruella, Wonka deploys guerrilla tactics to continue selling chocolate using his inventions to create massive spectacles to draw in the attention of a crowd. And then when the police turn up, he's able to quickly pack up his cart and slip away. Like he'll jump down the sewer, he'll duck down an alleyway. <laughs> it's, got, it's got real um, prohibition vibes to it, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. But I'm sort of thinking the way that like Cruella did her fashion shows yes. to go against the Baroness in that movie. Sort of similar sort of vibe there. So one such spectacle involves creating a chocolate fountain in a public square. Very nice, very it's smart. like, check this out, Beep. And he pushes the button and then suddenly the water is replaced by chocolate in a standard uh, fountain. And everyone's like, wow, look at that. I really want to buy some chocolate. Or I could just go get it for free from the fountain. <laughs> it's good marketing, though. So at the same time, Wonka eventually noticed that he's being followed by a strange little CGI man. In the dead of night, the little man sneaks into Wonka's house and tries to steal some of his chocolate. But Wonka was expecting him and traps him inside a jar, like a big mason jar. Willie questions the little man who reveals that he's an Oompa Loompa called Lofty. Lofty reveals through song, yes, it's the same tune as the original Oompa Loompa song from the 1971 movie, that he was in charge of guarding the cocoa tree back in Loompa Land, and he got fired for sleeping on the job <laughs> and allowing the cocoa fruit to be stolen. And he blames Wonka for that. So Lofty has been pursuing Wonka to get his revenge. He's like, I'm going to steal your shit. <laughs> Makes sense. But Wonka apologizes for getting Lofty fired and offers him a job. He's just like, don't worry about it. I'll give you a new job. You can be my a slave better worker. Job. Exactly. So while selling chocolate in the arcade... Willie is confronted by Slugworth, Prodnose, and Ficklegruber, who tell him that he can't be there. He's just like, look, we've already told you, you're not allowed to be here without a permit. You're literally in our shopping arcade. So it's like a big, uh, elaborate, ornate, mm, with glass, glass, ceiling, glass yeah. domed shopping arcade. But Wonka gives them some lollies that make them float and hands out the rest to the crowd for free. Again, good publicity. So in the commotion, Wonka is again able to evade the police. So the chief of police turns up and goes, you know, ignore the fact that men are floating in the sky, <laughs> defying the laws of gravity. Where's that Wonka? And, you know, everyone's bouncing around and, uh, you know, the, the three chocolatier cartel men are screaming for help. And, yeah, in this chaos, Wonka's like, see you later. Pew! Soon Wonka has made enough money to open a store in the arcade and we have a montage of him and Noodle setting up shop. The Wonka-branded chocolate shop has its grand opening and, of course, it's a massive success. So everyone's coming in and they're like, this is great and look at how cheap this shit is. So the chocolate cartel is concerned that Wonka will put them out of business since not only is his chocolate better than theirs, it's much cheaper too. 
So the cartel presses the chief of police to force Wonka out of business. So the chief of police confronts Willie in the middle of the night, forcing his head into an icy fountain before <laughs> smacking him with his nightstick and says, you can't sell chocolate in this town. Now, we'll also have a gag where the chief of police secretly becomes obsessed with Wonka's chocolates. Like, he, he comes by the shop one day and is like, well, let's see what the, all this nonsense is about. And he tries a little bit of it and becomes uh, like, so he becomes oh, my addicted. God. Like uh, Squidward with Krabby Patties. And he puts on a massive amount of weight. Uh, that's so how that's how that gag works in. So, it's natural weight. It isn't like... I did think like he eats something that makes him balloon up instantly, like Violet Beauregard yes. with, the, with the, the chewing gum, whatever it was. But no, I think he, it's just, he turns up one day and he's really fat. So, over eating. time, he's just yeah. going to be... But comically over a short period of time, you know what I mean? Like over a couple of weeks. We haven't seen him for a while. And yeah, and he, he turns he up and he's really back fat. In. That's right. So he comes out of his car and all like the chocolate wrappers come <laughs> pouring out of the car. So the warnings from the chief of police don't fall to Wonka and his shop continues to be a success. Since the demand for his chocolate is reaching a global scale, Wonka tells Noodle that their next big plan should be to open a chocolate factory. Why do they call a noodle and not like a chocolate pun? Because <laughs> that would be racist. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, everybody else has a chocolate pun. Why don't we call her Brownie? That's a great name. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that, but I mean, you got somebody called Abacus Crunch. Chocolate in here. Top. That sounds like a great name. Just Noodle like is a such real, a uh, love thy neighbor vibe. Noodle's such a weird name for this right, kind of well, movie. Okay, what name would you give her, Manny D? Come on, give me one that wouldn't be offensive. Christy. Christy. That's not chocolate themed at all. <laughs> I'd name her Christy Kringle. That's Christmas themed, Manny D. See, you can't think of it. So that's why they didn't do it, Manny D. All right. Anyway, back to your plot. <laughs> So, I can't remember where I was. Great. All right. So, uh, that was my, my Wonka plot. Uh, no. <laughs> so, they're, they're planning on opening a chocolate factory, yes. right? So, in an effort to complete with uh, Wonka, the chocolate cartel starts stealing his ideas and selling copycat products. So, the cartel achieved this by bribing Wonka's employees, so his shop employees, to leak his secrets. But this just forces Wonka to become more inventive and increase the quality of his products. He's just like, so what if they steal my ideas? I'll just come up with stuff they can never steal. So, I strongly feel... That Wonka and Noodle will have an obligatory third act argument. Wow. Where Wonka will accuse Noodle of doing something she didn't necessarily do. Or she did do something, but she had the best intentions at heart. So maybe he accuses her of stealing his secrets and leaking them to the, mm -hmm. the chocolate cartel. But it isn't actually the case. It's a case of mistaken identity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Wonka's becoming paranoid. Uh yeah, that's right. And he's just like, you did it. And she's like, no, I didn't. Or like if she did do it, she's like, I did it for us or whatever. Yeah, right. I didn't. So, you know. They wouldn't destroy our shop. You know, that sort of thing. Mm. But that sort of shit ha has to happen. You know what I mean? I know you don't think it's going to happen. I don't think yeah. there's going to be a third act breakup, but, you know, there could be. I didn't say breakup, I said argument. Okay. Because breakup sort of insinuates that they're dating and I don't want to insinuate that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Because like, it's already creepy enough that a full grown man has a child living in his house. Yeah, a little bit. So push comes to shove and the cartel kidnap Wonka and Noodle. Willie and Noodle are trapped in a giant vat and liquid chocolate is pumped in by the gallon. So the, the cartel plans on killing them with chocolate. How ironic. You didn't mention this at all in your plot, by the way. No. <laughs> it was in the trailer, man. Come on. So, but by working together, so they, they overcome their differences. Wonka and Noodle manage to escape by the skin of their teeth. Don't ask me how. <laughs> they just swim out <laughs> somehow. But when they return to Wonka's shop, they find it in flames. So the cartel have burnt the shop down because I guess they were presuming that he was dead. And then rather than just taking over the property, they're like, let's burn it down. Get rid of him. Yeah. Like, like the guy never existed. So defeated, Wonka leaves England on a ship with Lofty in tow. Wonka's plan is to return Lofty to his people in Lumpaland and start fresh in a new country. He's like, if I can't sell chocolate in England, I can do it in Australia or in America or wherever. The exotic country of Australia. Why not? They love chocolate. We do. We know Matty D does. I do. He's very partial to the chocolate. Kieran doesn't eat it. There you go. But you didn't know that about me. 
I've no, I've seen you eat like chocolate before. Yeah, I know. I have eaten it before, but I currently don't eat it. Cool. Little bit of trivia for you. Anyway. Okay. But when Lofty mentions the dangerous creatures that hunt and eat the Oompa Loompas in Loompa Land, the, the Wang Doodles and the, the Minge Flaps or whatever they're called. The Minge Flaps. Uh, what were they called? The Minge Flaps? Yeah, they're going along the Wang Doodles. The Snozberries or whatever they're called. Wonka gets the idea to rescue the Oompa Loompas from extinction because they're all being eaten one by one by these uh-huh. creatures. This is lore accurate, by the way. I don't yeah. know why you didn't work this into your plot. And have them be slaves in a factory for the rest of their existence. Great idea. He's all about preservation, that uh, Wonka character. <laughs> so, he does all this, obviously. So, Wonka returns to England with the Oompa Loompas to exact his revenge on the chocolate cartel. This is the point where I gave up. Uh, <laughs> to exact his revenge on the chocolate cartel, Father Julius and the Chief of Police. So, he won't kill them John Wick style. It's no. not that sort of revenge. But he more so is going to embarrass them, quite like you said in your plot. So, it's all going to be about them being hoisted by their own petard, if that's the turn of phrase. So Wonka will release a giraffe in Father Julius's church. Oh, so he got it from the jungle. Yeah, of course. He brought it back on the boat with him. Yeah. So the Oompa Loompas helped him <laughs> he wrangle needed, it. He needed one of every animal from, uh, from the jungle. Yeah, that's right. Loompa land. That's right. So they have giraffes there for some reason. He didn't bring any wang doodles to uh, cause uh, chaos in the, in the church. But they've got enough of that going on anyway. That's why they're in so much trouble. So, uh, you know, run away. Father Julius is running away from a giraffe. We all laugh. Uh, and now I get a point in the future because this happens in the movie. So uh, he will trick the chocolate cartel into exposing their shady business practices, causing their shops to be shut down. And they're all very embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. They've got pie on their face, as you said. Mm-hmm. And the chief of police's corruption will be exposed, causing him to be fired. So with his competition out of the way, Wonka is free to finally open his chocolate factory. He's monopolizing. Exactly. He's taking over. He's like, a, he's like the godfather. Yeah. So the, the other five families are out of the picture. <laughs> if you thought the cartel was bad, wait until like one man rules with an iron fist. Exactly. So he will, Wonka will make amends with Noodle and the audience is left to wonder why her character never appeared in the 1971 movie. It was never mentioned again. So they're going to be set up to be sort of like friends and, and sort of business partners in a way. And I, quite like you, I didn't think the movie could end on like a on a sour note. They want it no. to be like whimsy and you go out sort of smiling. You know what I mean? So, like, she's around. But like I said, it's just not explained what, what happened in the- uh, Well, there's so many years between this, from, from both of our plots, from yeah. both of our plots to the, to the 1971 movie. So, like, so much could happen. Well, it's only 30 years in my plot, so- Yeah, but even so, so much true. can happen in 30 years. True. Like, she could be like, I don't want to do chocolate anymore. Bye. Yeah. She just puts on a massive amount of weight and she's like, I've got to change my lifestyle. Good luck. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. yeah. It could be. So, the movie ends with Wonka walking around the classic factory from, of course, the original movie, but this is done in CGI, so it doesn't look as good. <laughs> right. Singing pure imagination there to himself. Go. There you go. And is the, is the factory, is it sort of working? Is it like- Yeah, it's pumping. It? There's a chocolate river. There's pipes going everywhere. Cool. Augustus Gloop is ready to be sucked into one. <laughs> it's going to be great. And so, he sings pure imagination and that's where it cuts to credits. And of course, it's going to say, like, we're going to cut to black and whimsical music will play and it will say- Dedicated to Gene Wilder. You think it's going to be dedicated to Gene Wilder? Yeah, sure, why not? That's nice. I like that. Not Roald Dahl. Fuck him. (laughs) Gene Wilder. He's the most important Wonka. Not Tim Tim Burton or Johnny Johnny Depp. Depp. Michael Jackson. But yeah. Michael Jackson to Michael Jackson. That was my plot. Cool. Much shorter than Matty D's plot. Mm. Not confident at all. Not confident at all. I have no confidence in what I have at all, Matty D. Uh, I don't know where you're getting your confidence from. I, I think I've got the beats of the movie loosely correct yeah of course it's gonna follow the standard uh, prequel beats yeah well i guess we'll have to wait till the movie comes out yeah i suppose 
You said that already. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, I'm very confident until I see the movie. <laughs> That's when my confidence goes out the window. <laughs> but yeah, I have no. <laughs> when I'm watching the movie, I'll be like, oh, God, oh, no. <laughs> Well, your plot was entirely different to mine. Yeah. I mean, there were similarities there. There were some similarities, but a lot of the beats, you didn't even know what the Oompa Loompa's name was. No, because when I looked into it, I didn't see he had a name. Well, in the trailer, he says his name is Lofty. Okay, I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> I watched the trailers one time each. Because when you started calling him Lofty, I was like, what are you talking about? Because on the on the cast list, his name's not mentioned. I know, but- um, On the poster, his name's not mentioned, so I was like, oh, well, guess- Shall I just remind everybody of Christy? <laughs> So I, I was like, oh, maybe he doesn't have a name Or maybe they give him a name later I love on. it when they give you information in the trailer And you're just like, oh, listen, in the cast list Can't possibly be true Well, not even on the, on the poster, right? Like, I use those posters a lot Great, and I'm sure it's really going to help you Let's hope so By the way, I think the secretary that you mentioned What was her name in your plot? Uh, I think uh, she's going to be Slugworth's secretary Oh Rather than Wonka's secretary um, I'm trying to remember what her name is Yeah, yeah, okay, the switchboard person Yeah or who, yeah, whoever you said the secretary was, she's going to be Slugworth's secretary okay. in my plot. Cool. I thought I'd point that out. So that was our uh, Wonka predictions. That's it. <laughs> uh, you can tell that uh, we have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. But do Speak you for have- yourself, Kieran. All right, Manny D's confident. I don't know where he's getting this confident from because nothing that he said, I'm seeing any evidence of whatsoever. Well, we'll see the movie. We'll have to see the movie. You keep saying that. Well, I know you're going to be wrong. That's the thing. <laughs> I also know I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> I'm just not deluded. But are you deluded, dear listeners? <laughs> Do you think you know what is going to happen in Wonka? You can let us know in several places. You can find us on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and X. The must X. X. What is X? Is that like Twitter? Kind of. Mm. It's like Twitter, but worse. <laughs> It's like Twitter, but like very rapidly going downhill and it's soon going to be called but, Twitter again. But run by like a uh, manchild? By Wonka himself. Who knows? Mm. Uh, you can find us uh, on, you can just leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, or you can uh, send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. So many places you can reach us. Let us know all your Wonka thoughts. <laughs> Let us know what you think Big Willie's going to be up to in this movie. Yeah, Big Willie. So, before we leave for this week, before we wrap it up, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Matty D and I are going to be taking a break from predicting movies. We're going to be taking a break from actual spoilers. And we're finally going to our second installment of Movie Talk for the year. And next week, we're going to be talking all about a mystery topic. Oh. You're going to have to tune in next week and find out what we're going to be talking about. It's going to be a little surprise. But it's going to be a very interesting conversation. Is Kieran just saying this because he and Matty D have not decided on what they're doing next week? <laughs> no. no. Of course not. No. no we, have, we have planned this far ahead. Yeah, of course. It's not like Kieran's going on holidays and needs content to fill. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, tune in next week and find out what we're going to be discussing in the, in the world of movies. And until then, we'll catch you next time. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You're a crook. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. Chocolate-covered pickles Yummy, gooey, crunchy bars of smash-up pesticles